Okay, we are going to jump right into it. This is Jason Albert, and you are listening to the Devin Kershaw Show from Faster Skier. This is our post-race conversation after stage one of the 2019-2020 Tour de Ski, which featured mass start skate races for both the men and the women. Good day. It's awesome. I'm pumped for the tour. I'm so psyched the tour started. It's, you know, it's a real highlight of the season, and especially in a non-championship year. Super highlight for me. There, it's a tale of two competitions. The women's competition I thought was so much fun today to watch. Lots happening, lots going on. Good skiing. That group, like of Eva Anderson and Heidi Wang and Ingveld and Astrid, like pulling time back on Teresa in the end. There, super exciting. And then the men's race was like it reminded me of that kind of those flat sprint stages in the tour when there's no wind and it's like perfect conditions and you know it's going to be a sprint. And then you like just look at your watch and you're like, okay, you know what? I really want to watch this race for the last three minutes. And other than that, I'm going to go do something else. And that's what <laughs> okay. it was. The men's race was so boring, like we knew it would be. But what was exciting is that run-in is always exciting. And I know that's what FIS wants. They want, they want those sprint finishes, and, and it's great. I just wish I could get the 33 minutes back before that happened because I was hoping someone would try and do something. Because, you know, it, the Tour de Ski, like, you need to take, like, guys like Holland and and, and uh, some of the other guys that are horrendous sprinters, like, if they don't try anything, it's a, sta- it's a throwaway stage. Like, it, this stage was just neutralized completely. And and that's what it was. I mean, Ustigov's sprint finish was amazing. I mean, the fact that you get to distance himself a little bit to get four seconds on the field, awesome. But other than that, who cares? I mean, well, when you have guys... You know, I mean, there's some obviously some very capable uh, skate skiers in the in the mix there. Okay, and is that a function of you know it's a 15k course? Is it the is it the or you know it's multiple laps constituting 15k? Is it the nature of it's the first stage and nobody wants to lose contact? It's like let's keep it tight. If there's any potential person going off the front, you're gonna hunt it down even if it's your teammate, I suppose. Yeah. Why do you think it plays out like that on a day when, you know, again. it's hard to say, it's hard to say, but you know what, if you go back through history and I remember the races I did and watching races too, the 15 K skate mass start on courses that don't have any bite to them. Like Linsa Haida today on that three K, you know, they don't have a whole lot of, they don't have a whole lot of snow happening. So, I mean, it's really defanged already. That three K is not that hard. And you know, Oberstorf, if you remember the 15K skate mass starts in Oberstorf in the years past, like Emily Everson won one a couple of years ago, and it's just like this one big snooze fest. Like, no one does anything. And then going back a few years even to the 15K skate mass start in Falun uh, in, a, in a World Cup, in a normal World Cup weekend, we see the same thing where you see like 25 guys finishing in the top 18 seconds, 17, 18 seconds, kind of like what happened today. And I, I think it just... On these courses, if the courses aren't hard enough, you know, like in Lillehammer, that would never happen, right? Because you just have these punishing climbs. But right. in, but in Linsaheide, Falun, the Oberstdorf course, 15k skate in pretty fast conditions, it's just not enough to do anything. It's it is the sprint stage of the Tour de France, like when in good conditions, when you don't have echelons happening or wind or weather. It's just kind of like, you know what, set your timers, watch the sprint. The sprint is fun. And other than that, the whole rest of the stage is just boring as hell. And it's early. I mean, no one, oh, yeah. presumably no one's fatigued. 
No, no, no one's fatigued. Some people maybe are a little, like you said, maybe they're a little concerned about the altitude because you're at middle altitude again. Although at the same time, if you're a guy like Holland, what are you doing just sitting in the pack doing nothing when you know tomorrow you're losing a minute 100%? Like 100% you're losing a minute tomorrow. And he, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Holland. I'm just saying Holland had, had such a great season this year. He's been skating like a total champ. And this is a chance that he could have at least tried to get some distance. You, you're not going to drop everyone. It would have been a pack of like 10, 12 guys to the finish. But instead, you just drag the entire field along like roly-poly. Everyone's chilling. It's like zone three out there. That looks like a brutal zone three. Yeah. And then and then it comes to the sprint. And you know what? Usti got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> it wasn't zone three the last lap. That you could see. You could see that. That is 100% not zone three. But I'm just saying, if you have Ustigov up there, you have Klebo up there, and you know there's two sprints in this tour, there's two sprints. And if you can't sprint your way out of a paper bag, Maybe it's a maybe it should have been time to just try a little bit to see if he could knock out some guys. You know what I mean? But I get it. I get it. And if I was in that race, you know what I'd do? I'd just sit back and go for a good place finish too. <laughs> like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been out there drilling the pace. So I get why they do it. But at the same time, I just think you know. It, yeah. Like I said. We like the sprints in the Tour de France competition because it's kind of fun in that mix-up, the last three minutes when you go under yeah. the Flamme Rouge, when you have 1K to go. But this is just kind of a castaway stage, I think. Like for the men, it was just a nothing. Well, the reality, though, is 15K watching it, it's far more exciting than like, you know, fast-forwarding through 200 kilometers of a flat <laughs> stage true. on the That's Tour. True. That's so true. But those 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 sunflowers, Jason, and all That's those true. castles, I mean, That's true. and the, the old bad. bridges, oh, that is just beautiful that's no i i agree with you i agree with you i mean i'm 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 hamming it up a little bit but i'm just saying the 15k skates these days and it is fine i mean you got to have those you can't just all have these wars of attrition like home and colon or little hummer every time you turn on the tv where guys are suffering like pigs and like popping off all over the place it's good with these once in a while but i'm just saying the women's race super exciting teresa yes went off the front but man everyone was curious how's ingveld gonna do like i told you last week like I told you last you week, did tell she me. doesn't need to race. She doesn't need to race because she's the best. She's, she's the overall World Cup winner for a reason. And she showed that today right up in the mix, skiing beautifully. Yeah, she got pipped at the line in a sprint from Ebra Anderson. Maybe that's a bit of that rust we were talking about. Maybe, you know, like, oof, just not, doesn't have that pop or that aggression yet. But um, fourth in the stage. And those four girls look so good. I mean, Teresa obviously looks great, but I mean, Ed Anderson too. She's been missed. She's missed the whole yeah every race. First part of this, yeah, exactly. She's missed the whole first period, and and uh, Osterson went well, but it was a fist race, so who cares? And then, and then here today, skiing skiing beautifully. Heidi, I thought was really cool to see Heidi try and go with Teresa. And I don't know about you, but I thought she looked great. Like I thought she looked awesome. And then all of a sudden, it just stopped, and I'm like, uh oh. But then she really brought it back. She was able yeah. to ski in that group and just sit in. And then that sprint finish, of course, like like we expected when it's Eva Anderson, Ingvel Flugstad-Osberg, and a Heidi Wang that's been on form this year. She blew the doors off the other girls to secure a second place. But then And Astrid, too. Let's talk about Astrid. Great, great. Another solid day. Yep. Really great. For the med school student, right? Yeah, for the med school student. But now we got we to gotta address the elephant in the room. <laughs> okay. Because so- there was another call. There was another call I made. And now it's already after one day. After one day, it is looking. This is going to be a challenge now. It's going to be a huge uh, challenge. 
you talking about the U.S. team? I'm talking about the U.S. women. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the people's I mean, favorites. The people's favorites. We love them. We see so many Scandinavian flags and stuff. Well, enough with the Scandinavian flags. We need some stars and stripes. And today, man, not the day to miss the skis on stable conditions like no one else. It's a mass start. Yeah. Not the day. You can't do that. Ugh. I mean, initially, obviously, I have no idea. I'm, I'm sitting eight gajillion miles away, but I'm watching, you know, the feed. And yeah, I was like, you know, again, it looked like a hot pace to me. It's, Ther- you know, Teresa Yohog. She's going to push it. Oh, it is. It, no, it is a hot pace. No, no, for sure. And I was like, okay, you know, they're matching, uh, you know, Sadie Bjornsson, Jesse Diggins right up there, right on her tail. Oh, they look great. Oh, yeah. But as that those first couple of Ks unfolded, you know, what crossed my mind was like, oh, maybe they just went out slightly too hot. And, you know, they're getting a little leg burn or something, but that obviously it turns out was not the case. No, no, it was, it was a miss. It was a miss for the skis. And like, I almost thought the same because on the first lap, if you saw them coming down to the stadium right away, like two minutes in, Jesse's skis were the best in the field, right? You're like, oh my God, Jesse's got lit skis. She's skiing right up there. Like, this is going to be great. But you know what? I don't think it was a wax thing. And now I'm talking total shit, but like, this happens once in a while if you start messing around with structure. Like you can have structure that's or top coatings too, like toppers, where it's like you have just the most amazing skis for 2K, and then it's just your skis go from amazing to absolute garbage. And when your best skier is Rosie Brennan in 20th, and then you have Sadie and Jesse sprinting it in 120.7 back in a 10K skate, that's that is that's not bodies. That's an equipment right. failure, and those things happen. They do. But you know what? I don't expect those things to happen when the conditions are stable and it's the first stage of the tour to ski. It was just a miss. And I feel bad for the guys. I know how hard all those guys work. All the techs are, all those techs are amazing. But at the same time today, big miss. And now they're in a huge hole. Honestly, Sadie and Jesse are in a huge hole because instead of having like a top five finish today and then having that Val de Fiam, that's been a kind of a bit of like, a white whale for Jesse, let's be honest. <laughs> and instead of having that, like kind of having a buffer, being like, you know what? Yeah. That one's coming, but we have a really solid one to start. She's in a one minute and 20 second hole. And these girls that beat her, I don't know what you thought, but they look good, man. Like they look really good. That's going to be hard to pull back really hard. Oh, I, I was absolutely, you know, for example, Vang, Eva Anderson, Osberg, was like, okay, I mean, maybe we're already, I mean, they looked, they're rested, but they looked super sharp. So sharp. And crisp, you know, again, just someone who covers the sport, I would be uh, already positing, you know, I, I keep on thinking like, and again, maybe speak to this, but you know, in cycling, it's like, okay, you're looking, it's the Tour de France. And if you're two minutes behind and you're a climber, where are you going to just chisel away at your time back and try and, you know, get within striking distance of the person in the, in the, in the yellow Jersey with something like skiing. I mean, again, we were talking about like tomorrow, there are pretty substantial time bonuses on offer. Oh, absolutely. And let's make the assumption, let's make the assumption that like Diggins and, you know, Sadie are Sadie Bjornsson are, going to have solid sprints and Yohog is not, but still that's a pretty massive time gap coming in. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. And you know what, Teresa, I'm sorry for the fans at home. Teresa's won the tour unless she falls, gets sick. Look at her. 
she's not going to lose this tour to ski. Like she's not going to lose it unless something crazy happens or sickness. But Diggins is also far behind girls that are really dangerous. Like you just mentioned, like Eb Anderson, amazing skater, amazing climber. She's shown herself in form. Ingveld won the tour last year. Heidi's won the tour. Astrid's skiing really well. I mean, you can't put yourself at these disadvantages. Like, I mean, it's not her fault, but I mean, I'm just saying it's really tough to put yourself in the disadvantage. And now, instead of being like happy with the top 10, Sadie and Jesse, if if they would have been top 10 tomorrow in a sprint, like that's solid, right? Like you yeah. get some time, you get some time bonuses, you keep it tight, it's fine. But now, you know what? Like Sadie and Jesse both kind of need to be in the final tomorrow, really, yeah. to pull back any substantial time. And like, that's a big ask for day two of the tour. They're in great shape. There's no reason why they couldn't do it. But I'm just saying you don't want to start a tour in your back foot like that with this like proverbial gun, like going like you better make the final after losing a minute 20 because Teresa will make the heats tomorrow, but she'll get knocked out in the quarters. That's going to happen. So you can make up some time on Teresa, but let's just assume we throw Teresa out of it because she's going to win. And then you have, you have Ebe Anderson, you have Ingveld, you have Heidi. You need two. Okay, Ebe maybe wouldn't make the heats. Yeah, perhaps right. she's not a great sprinter so then there you go that's good so if you make the final you can pull back 40 seconds 40 45 seconds out of that 120 you lost or 110 you lost to Eb anderson so that's good but ingveld and heidi if you're hoping that neither of those girls make the semis in the sprint now i think like that it's a hope and a prayer you know what i mean it could happen but geez i mean you gotta expect one or both of those girls will make the semi-final in the sprint and if they do, that means you need to be in the final, both Sadie and Jesse. So it's an uphill battle. And I think for Jesse, too, to be honest, like Jesse just digs. I mean, we've all said that. Like, it's amazing to see yeah, her just yeah. go totally deep. So she's, it's not over till it's over, ever. And even when it's over, she finds a way. <laughs> That's Diggins. But Sadie, Sadie has a little bit better of an advantage than Jesse in the, some ways in this, in, with that Val de Fiemme classic race. That suits right. Sadie better than it suits Jesse, right? It does. Although Jesse has been classing mm -hmm. beautifully this year, but these girls need to be in the final. Sorry to repeat myself, but they do. So I hope they can do it tomorrow. And I mean, all oh, those American staff, I know how hard they work and oh, they must be so uh, yeah. bummed tonight yep. because like they have had a phenomenal start. And Jason, how many weekends have they not had a person on the podium? Uh, well, they... None. Yeah. None. <laughs> the answer is none. And so tomorrow... And tomorrow, let's see. And tomorrow, let's see. Because now it's a chance, right? I mean, they could still make the podium tomorrow and keep that streak alive. But what a streak it's been! So I wish them luck. I hope it. Uh, I hope it comes back. Yeah, I th I was looking at those stats this morning, and I like as I get tired, I have to like go back and I triple check it. But there's been nine races prior to stage one, including team uh, team events. They've podiumed in six of nine races. Not shabby. Oh, they're a powerhouse. Yeah. They are a powerhouse in the women's side. And to have your best woman be 20th, that's a fiasco to start the Tour de Ski. But they are going to be able to turn it around. I really believe in them. They're going to do it. But now, if they don't see those girls in the final, it's it's an uphill battle, dude. It's a super uphill battle if you want to fight for top three in the end. Okay, so a couple of just sort of micro questions here. Like at 8.6K to go in the women's race, Johog had you know roughly a 19-second gap on Osberg Anderson. Jakobsen and Vang and Jakobsen dropped off in that last 
uh, section. But a 20 second, you know, 19, 20 second gap, they brought that down to to 12 seconds at the finish. Um, Awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's like closing a gap on someone like a Yohog uh, is impressive. But I started looking at, you know, or I listened to Teresa's comments to Fist post-race and she mentioned something sort of offhandedly like, oh yeah, well, the Mass Start Skate 10K is not really my race. Oh, it's not. And I looked back and I think the last time she raced that event, I try and triple check here, but you never know. But I think the last time she raced it was 2016 in Falloon. No, but regardless, what what you are right about, she doesn't have a lot of experience in the last little bit with the 10K skate. She doesn't. And on these courses where they're like flat or not that challenging, yeah. she can't really throw down. I mean, she can't throw down like she usually does here in the Lama or or even in Davos when it does working sections. Like there's no real steep uphills, but you're working for so long. Whereas today it's like kind of like this like choppy course, the short loop. But the fact is, that's what I found so exciting with the women. That group you mentioned, they were working together to close yeah. it down and they pulled 10 seconds back on Teresa in the last yeah 2k just under 2k to go to the finish line this makes it exciting Teresa is going to win the tour but you already see she's not winning this race by a minute anymore like these right. girls are good and they're skiing beautifully and they're they're it, yeah the women's field is exciting it really is and the men's field is insanely exciting the only thing is today was just kind of a throwaway because nothing's like this isn't going to make any difference into anything tomorrow because everybody's with them. Okay, one last question on the women's side here. So, so Norway has one, two, three, four, five women in the top seven. Okay, and you mentioned that you know Vang Osberg, that group uh, was pulling Teresa in in those closing Ks. You know, n- not necessarily for the win, but we're minimizing the damage. Um, by almost half, you know, it's pretty significant. Oh, for sure. You know, you always hear about like at these championship events, you know, if there's a Norwegian skier off the front, uh, they're going to shut it down. They're not going to chase their own people. Yeah. Um, how's that play out in something like the tour where a lot, there's a lot more of a, of a diverse narrative, right? No, there is. So she has, yeah. So what happens? Is it every person for themselves? in some respect i've got to be careful what i say but but from from a tactics perspective the women's field really is gun to tape annihilate that's just kind of the motto of the women's the women's field um everyone's just going flat out so you don't see that sort of cycling-ish tactic that you do in the men's in the women's field so uh, you, because you saw you saw Usberg on the front, you saw Usberg yeah. on the front taking yeah. digs to to get back, but she was also taking digs to secure a podium in the first race back after missing all of period one. And so it just plays out differently in the women's field than it does in the men's. It just does, and I think that's because everyone's just on the rim the whole time. They're they're maxing out from the word go. That those tactics just never seem to play out in the women's races. Okay. Yeah. So, but you're right. You're right. In the men's, you would never see you would never see Norwegians on the front of a chase group like that, and you haven't the last two years. You have yeah. not. You have maybe like six, seven years ago, but you know what? The Norwegians weren't that good six, seven years ago, as good as they are now. So now you would never see that. You would never see Sarah out there. So, All right. Yeah. Well, tomorrow, uh, skate sprint in Lanzerhead should be exciting. 
Oh, super exciting. The crowd was great too. And yeah. and now yeah. the sprint's going to be even more exciting because today was, like I said, nothing's changing for the men. So you have Shavana that he just chilled. He was five minutes back because he went like zone two. And Pellegrino is going to be strong, of course. Then you have the big Norwegians, uh, Clay Bo wants revenge, even though he's second. But he's he just has such a great sprint streak going. Ustigov looks like he's in form. He's been kind of a yo-yo, hey? Like sometimes he's garbage. Yeah. Like look at him in Planitza, shit. And then look at him today, amazing. So it's right. Well, I, I that's so, I wrote in. You know, I did a little preview of the tour. And a couple of days ago, I think I posted it, but it was essentially, I wrote the sentence, it depends on which used to golf shows up. Oh, totally. And today he's used a, he was a total champ. Like he looked yeah. great. So, but then yeah. which one shows up tomorrow? You have Bolshenov, he'll be solid, but it, it's a really fun day for the sprinters tomorrow. Uh, Hyde is a great venue. It's a great sprint. Sophie Caldwell in the sprint again, really looking forward to seeing her. Julia Kern too. I mean, let's see, you know, she could do it in a two minute and 11 seconds or sprint in the pouring rain in Planitza. Let's see if she can follow these, these string of good results with a, with another solid performance. Like if, if Julia could get into the semifinals again, like then she's truly arrived. Right. So that's exciting. Lots of great storylines with the Americans. Like I said, you have um, you have Jesse and Sadie like the the knives to the throat like they they need to be in the final tomorrow that'll be exciting to see and then the men's like a, a again just repeating myself I know I'm so stoked about it so I think that's why I keep repeating myself like it is totally open and tomorrow it's the first chance a minute is a lot of time a minute is a ton of time to take on your rivals so you'll see some frustrated homies if they get knocked out in the quarters or they don't even make it into the to the to the rounds at all so I'm excited it's Linz Hyde is a great venue. It, uh, it it's going to be a fun tour to follow along for sure. All right. Thank you. And uh, we'll touch base You're welcome. tomorrow. Yeah. Same bad time, same bad channel. I'm pumped. Send in your questions. Yeah. Read them. And you know what we're going to do? We're going to do uh, after the tour is over, I think. I think it's going to be cool to do a couple little like <clears throat> listener questions, like a mailbag to try and answer some of these. Yes. Um, yep. Uh, I got on a bunch air. of questions. On air. Yep. So that's really good. We're, we haven't forgot about you guys. We're into them. Please keep sending the questions. But for right now, we're just going to try and keep our head above water. It's the holiday season and there's races every day. So let's just try and continue with that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we'll connect with Devin tomorrow after stage two's skate sprint. <laughs>